Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling, he was like, move it, bitch, move it, bitch, and, uh, and, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm just not, I'm not moving it, you know? I've arrived, why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 115-340-1976, and it does not spell anything. 115-340-1976. Go for it. Call in, guys. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny! Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say Mutiny. Mutiny? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh my god, I love that theme song. Oh, and article. Do, do, do. What's the next song off that album? Ice Ages. Hiya. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Carl, what a beautiful theme song. Welcome to LWATLFMOY, whatever the song says. LWAFLMOYT. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Bravo, Carl. Right. Is it this strange? That's how it always starts off that album. 
Uh, you know, oh, what a beautiful the theme song. Of that, like, da- the dance mix, you know? It was the flip side. Oh, yeah. Oh, the 12 inch of Safety Dance, where it's like S, 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 Ticka, ticka. Extra, they put in an extra drum machine in there to make it 12 inches. Ladies and gentlemen, we are really excited and we're very old, but we are Mike Spiegelman and Carl. We watch a full length movie on YouTube. Let us. So we want you to go to YouTube and listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time with us. We stream first on Mutiny Radio on Sunday, Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can get our podcast by our crazy acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we also have a YouTube channel. Carl, what is the movie today? Uh, today we're watching Ski Party 1965. So you go to your YouTube search and, I don't know, you can put in Ski Party 1965. You'll have to scroll down like two or three. But maybe if you just put in Ski Party, the channel we like is called Movie Time. Our good friends at Movie Time, which I'm going to subscribe to right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. So it's just Ski Party. This is Movie Time. They have uh, – this is recorded off of terrestrial television, as it were. So we uh, have commercials and all. So we have a runtime of 159.57. So without further ado, we are not even going to wake them up. But let's get Paul Brumbaugh's Brumbot out here to do the countdown, the robotic king of the countdowns. Will you please give it up for the Paul Brumbot? All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumba? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. All right. I'm excited to watch this TV. And this Leo is lying right here, baby. Maybe I'm drunk, Carl, but that lion, that's a beautiful lion. Hey, we're going ski partying, ski, ski party. Right. You know the theme song? Beach. Everybody's key party. Yeah, the beach is nowhere to be found. Key party, key, key party. American International. Yeah, our Samuel Z. Arkoff fellow. Right. And not Jack Nicholson, James H. Nicholson. Perfect, exactly right. And Frankie Avalon, so you already know what kind of movie it's going to be. You know what to expect when you see that name. I don't see Annette Funicello's name second. I mean, I see yeah. Dwayne Hickman. She has a cameo. Oh, do they do a double take? And they're like, what? By the way, you're going to see it like jerking and like, you know, it's not your local YouTube. So don't think you're, oh, it stutters. It's cool. They recorded it off of a cable. I got it because I was adjusting my YouTube antenna to try to get a better reception. (laughs) I could just stop. I've been putting tinfoil on the YouTube antenna. The Hondels sing. the girls in the background. Are they singing this? And James Brown. James Brown, and he does I Feel Good. That's his song in this. Does he do any? And Leslie, and Leslie Gore, who I hope does, uh, oh, I know from the trailer, she does uh, Sunshine and Lollipops. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you know there's at least those two moments we can enjoy. 
Look at them. They're night skiing. Night skiing. Bunch of pricks. <laughs> Going to run over gophers in the dark. Ski blanket bingo. Well, have you ever seen Beach Blanket Bingo, uh, bingo with uh, Frankie Avalon? I might have. Great. I've seen some beach movies with Annette Funicello and, and uh, Frankie, but I don't know which ones they were. This one has uh, Don Rickles, and he, in the middle of the movie, does a stand-up routine, and he starts flagging on Frankie. How old are you? How old are you have to be in these movies, Frankie? Like, he just breaks character and just rips into Frankie Avalon. It's really funny. Now, here's Annette Funicello. Oh, Fun Without Sex. You read right. that book. She, what oh, she's, she's, a, she's Professor Sonia Roberts, and what she's saying is that boys' sexual peak is 17, 18 years old, and women's sexual peak is like 35. So this can cause a problem. And now Frankie's talking to his friend, uh, uh, Craig, who's Dwayne right. Hickman, and he's yeah. saying, we got to find a 35-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah, I love this movie. Cut to the chase. They should go to Cougar Town. That's right. Now, here's Freddy, and Freddy gets all the girls, and they're like, what has he got that we don't got? How does he do it? His balls are dangling from his tennis shorts. <laughs> That's his secret talc. Now, you know Frankie Ar you tap those, he's, um Todd Armstrong here, but do you know Dwayne Hickman? The name rings a bell. Like, I, I, I don't know who he is, though. Mm -hmm. Well, he's, like, super before our time. Of course, all of these guys are, but there was something called the Bob Cummings Show, and he was the title character. And there was the Many Loves of Dobie Gillis, also a 60s TV show. He's the brother of child actor Daryl Hickman. I don't know, but that doesn't mean anything to me. And, yeah, well, Dobie Gillis is probably the closest. Yeah, Dobie Gillis is probably how we know him. But he was a TV executive at CBS for many years. Uh, Cray, uh, Dwayne Hickman is his name. So do we need to do a tally of bikini shots and bare feet shots? Are we doing a bare feet meter like we did for Grindhouse? There are, they are... Death group? They are going on a ski trip, and the bikinis. Well, actually, no, there will be bikinis on the okay. ski trip. I don't know that bikinis. we have to do don't a count. You know how bikinis work? Bikinis. All right. Well, here's something for the ladies. Whatever their tracksuits. You won't see foot shots. This isn't a Tarantino film. I just saw like a bunch of like bathing beauties hop into a uh, topless convertible. That was Freddie again, and they're yeah. like, "How does he do it?" And they're trying to figure it out. Well, see, Freddie goes for the seventeen-year-olds. He should go for the thirty-five-year-olds. Yep, exactly right. But Freddie doesn't do that. Okay, now it's our date. Uh... We're at the drive-in with our uh, heroines and heroes all together, a double date. Linda and Barbara. Oh, how meta. Mm -hmm. Are they watching a movie of us talking to them, talking about them? There's a, an Italian lady on the screen. Well, she's a famous voiceover actress, and she uh, died at 100 years old. And uh, she's being this Italian lady. It's pretty funny. You, I think we're oh, not. They're making fun of the. Yeah. 
Wilderness and Carl, I would rather riff on them riffing than watching them riff on the movie. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's so. Why would they riff on a yeah. movie? Why would they riff on the movie? It's so that's not entertainment. You ever see YouTube on, on our YouTube channel? There's comments. Stop talking. What's the point, guys? <laughs> yeah, what is the point? You know, it's pop culture appropriation, retextualizing our popular media landscape into creating new art forms. Right. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're taking entertainment and remixing it, as it were. It's a heck of I got to pop it in this bucket. <laughs> no, but somebody goes to right. YouTube and they search for a movie that they want to see that, you know, that we've covered. And they find our link and they see the intro and everything. And they wait all that time and the movie starts with the countdown. And then we don't shut up. And they get very frustrated. Right. Well, what we're going to do is just, like, kick back and be like, hey, guys. Here's... Well, I guess that's true. You're on YouTube, and you're like, well, these guys uploaded a movie, and they put a little intro in it. Okay, now here's the joke. He's, no. like, saying, we can't get out. Would you pull up? And then we find out he's in the car with the, the professor, Annette Funicello. Oh, again. Oh. All right, that's it. She's done. Yep, for the entire movie, she's done. So Frankie Avalon also did uh, Dr. Goldfoot and the electric uh, golden bikini machine or, or the bikini Yes, and machine. he did it with this star, Craig, uh, Dwayne Hickman. That's where I've seen him. In. I've well, seen that from, movie. That movie is just nummy. They, they loved um, – the guys who made this film, they saw the chemistry between Frankie Avalon and, and Dwayne Hickman, and so they right away signed them up for another film. They It's even plugged in the credits, but then this film was a commercial flop, and they didn't make the film. But they did go on to make the other film you just mentioned, um, uh, Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. <laughs> Dr. Goldfoot. Yeah, that's great. They play in San Francisco, Carl. Uh-huh. He rides, uh, they go through, they get out of Presidio, uh, not Presidio, that Crooked Street, Lombard. They're like, what? They have a chase. Right now they're well, doing this uh, synchronize our watches joke, and he's going to go away for, he's going to take a 20-minute walk. Now, this is something that you, Mike Spiegelman, will hate. He's he's wrestling yeah. with her trying to get kisses. That's a drive-in. Well, they've gone to like Are they playing wacky music? now. Right, this is like when we were watching uh, uh, What Do You Say to a Naked Lady, of at least our least popular uploaded video, which is Alan Fun from Candy Camera, and they do a routine where uh, there's kind of like a casting couch and a woman's resisting it, and it plays like a wacky music to it. I enjoyed that film very much, and... It does. It's okay on YouTube. It's in the thousands. Yeah, but you were like, I deleted that comment. Someone told us to go shove it up our ass. Couldn't <laughs> take it. <laughs> well, so are they? Are they going to say like, listen, I love you so much. We should leave Southern California and go up to the mountains. No. No, right now he's like, why don't you like me? And she's like, I just don't feel it. And he's like, I'm a nice all-American boy with a C-plus average. And she's like, I'm sorry. They're going on a ski trip, and they're going – Freddie is going. 
So they're like, we're going to lose Freddie. You know, if we, uh, so we got to go too. And that's how that's set up. Right. See, here, right. here they see Freddie out the window. And this woman, Janet, the actress, her name's Petey, uh, Patty Chandler, is like totally trying to make, it's like reverse. Freddie's the one who's like, please, you've got to go in. I promised them. I'd have you back before, you know, before midnight. Oh, yeah, they're checking out yelling out the window. I love these sets. You know, they must have shot 100 million movies on these sets. Yeah. Oh, my God, she's a Terminator 2, Carl. Did you see? She mutated. Yes, right. He's a shape-shifting liquid metal Terminator. (laughs) Yeah. Now he's well, saying, she's the most interesting person here. Ski trip together, and she's like, "Yeah, with all the other girls." Oh, this was Freddie. Freddie's just—I don't know—he can get any girl he wants, so he's picky, I guess. And Frankie Avalon is upset. And this is when I they know, he had to stand on a phone going book. on that ski trip. He's upset because he had to stand in a phone book to look out the window. <laughs> Shrinky. All right. I got my ski clothes. My ski, ski clothes. With ski bones. Thank God they set up this movie. You see the old style? What's the uh, other thing? The old style suitcase that doesn't have the rollers. Right. I thought you were talking about the uh, bookcase and like metal wall type of bullshit. They the break the third itself. wall in this yeah, they, movie all the time. You hate that. Oh, they break the fourth wall? The fourth wall? I was calling it the third wall. Yeah, they break the fourth wall all the time. Well, the, the story goes is that the theater has a backstage, a back wall, and stage left and stage right, and right. those are the three walls. Yeah. And that we are looking to the fourth wall. That's right. Okay, here we go. This is the reason why I'm here. Yeah, lollies. Yeah, uppers and lots of meth. Keeps me up all night doing meth. <laughs> I took. I took some oxy this morning, and I took it this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. This is me on the bus. Will you shut up? I'm trying to get to fucking Sacramento. Uh, I just want to get to Sacramento. When she was 16, 1963, she had that big hit. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Cry if I want. Oh, right. That was her birth. She had a lot of well, this hits. This song's kind of a hit. Yeah. She, you know that song goes... You don't own me. That's her, too. Oh, wow. Leslie Gore. And she had a, any tragic stories, Carl, about Leslie Gore? Uh, yeah, there's some gory stories. Yeah, I, I bet they're very gory. The I just need the gory no, stories about her. Life. I just researched her to find out it's my party and you don't own me. That's as far as I went. Fair enough. Any relation to Al Gore? I don't know. Yay! 
Oh, commercial. Yeah. Now, this is when we learned that we're yeah. in Michigan, because this is Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Michigan. And this is 2015, too. So this is all expired shit. Well, the thing is, Mike, it's time to find the Medicare plan that's right for you. I mean, the the, the date is coming in which there's going to be new Medicare plans, and you should really get the brochure. There's no obligation, Mike. There's no obligation. It's Blue Cross Advance. I could save money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it Obamacare or is that too early? Uh, it's not it's yet. too early for it's, – it's just the next uh, Medicare – uh, plan that are coming out, and you should get the book, Mike. There's no obligation. Just call the number. Well, how much is this guy? How much will the guide cost me? I I don't. It, no, no, it's free. It's a free guide. There's oh. no obligation, Mike. Well, when should I call for this free guide? Oh, should you I call should later. Call now, no, not later. Call oh. to action. You should call now. Oh wait. But I completely forgot about the medical plan. I was thinking about my affordable life plan. What should I do? In well, this life? is life insurance to cover your funeral expenses, and you're probably paying way too much. You should get the affordable life I would, plan. I would love to get cash back for my overpriced insurance uh, with no medical plan. You buy this, you get a, if you get their brochure, you get a free magnet glasses. Now, how did they know that I would watch would need this? I'm just watching Surf Party from 1965. Don't it must be the channel because it's all about Medicare and you know it's funny it's to cover your funeral expenses so it shouldn't be the affordable life plan it should be the affordable death plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a for, it's the uh, your significant other's affordable life plan. Right for your Phew. significant. And then, so, yeah. Huh. quiet. Oh, that went by sad. You know, Mike, What's a visa you know, nothing captures the perfect moment like a photo, okay? And that's why I'm so glad really? you have Vistaprint. Well, because the problem with photos is I can never print it right. or, or make a decorative Merry Christmas card. Right. This is for your holiday cards. It doesn't matter that you're Jewish. If you want to get a, 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 ha a Merry Christmas card, these are the people to call. Vistaprint. Well, can I... Huh. My problem is I'm behind with my mortgage account, so I'm oh, going to for, foreclosure. Yeah. Mike, you can't my save your home. How? How can you help? I Call mean, America for I'm behind with my mortgage savings. They'll send you a brochure. Mike, really? I'm being saved with foreclosure. That's right. Uh, it's only the these current laws don't help secure me. When I started my business, I would close the business every night, and on the fourth night, I was already foreclosed. Oh my God, that was because it was a consecutive. Right, the fourth night. That took you two weeks, that joke. <laughs> What's the USAA? They're like uh, uh, old people. service. They they do the the heavy work for you, and you can save a lot of money. Oh, that's cool. Well, I've already saved a lot of money on my insurance and on my. Oh, look, not game footage. It's a great time killer on your phone. It's mobile click three. <laughs> Just yes, click three or more. <laughs> it's free to play. It's free to play. It's free to start. Look how pretty. 
Wow. Those microtransactions are beautiful. Blossom Blast Saga. Download today or don't. Oh, finally, Ski Party. They finally made This bus ride was hugely long. Yeah. So many ads. Wow, we took the Greyhound when it was cool. That's right. They have arrived. <laughs> now, Mike, this film, even though it was uh, American International, they did spend money on uh, animal trainers. Now, you know that polar bears are killers, okay? But they managed to tame right. a polar bear, and we'll see that polar bear interacting with everyone safely in this film. You'll see. Wow, how can they train a polar bear? You mean, like, interact and do double takes? Yep. It wasn't like a guy in a polar bear suit? No, Michael. It was a real... <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, oh, wow, well, I can't wait to see a actual polar bear in this movie. Now, this is Mr. Pevney, and he's sort of like our guide, and he uh, arranges all the, you know, skiing lessons and the contests and everything. Um, and right now he's saying he got a letter from all the boys' father saying chaperones weren't required, but unfortunately he didn't get the same letter from the girls' parents, so therefore we're uh -huh. going to have chaperones. That's a classic joke. Guys, take a break. Right now we're having all fathers. Of, uh, fear about getting hurt skiing, and they're overhearing the infirmary screams. Oh, right. And he's going through a wacky list. <laughs> this guy's name is now, your father's... Lewis, right? And he was a radio and TV yeah. guy, but mostly for game shows. So He has that game show look. He's got the horn room glasses and the tight-ass hair. That's his um, trademark signature. He always had the horn rim glasses. But listen, this is funny. His name's Robert Q. Lewis, right? And it was an accident yeah. with Q. Um, here it is. Huh. 1942, he responds to a reference to a radio comedian, uh, F. Chase, right? The character's name was Colonel Lemel Q. Play, something like that. And he goes, and this is Robert Q. Lewis. And he kind of said it by accident. And then he always oh. the Q just for the hell of it. And that stuck. And that, that's how he got his sad card. And they would say, what is the cue for? And he would say quizzical because he was a game show guy. Oh, right. He's also gay, Carl. Is he? There's other options. I don't know. Well, there's something that happens. Maybe you're right. Now, Frankie, I shouldn't call him Frankie, right? I should call him Todd and Craig, okay? Todd and Craig... Okay. Find his, he has a letter. It's like a recording in a package. It's a mail order psychoanalysis. And they realize he's got a problem. So they hatch this plan. Let's drive him crazy. So is that why they're going to go and drag? Because I saw that in the trailer. That's a different thing. That's so that they can, okay. The girls learning skiing is like easy and gentle and soft, but the guys learning skiing was like, let's be a man. So they're real afraid of skiing. So they dress up as girls to get the easy skiing lessons. Nice. It goes uphill. The, the hard one is when you go up the hill. That's the old Gallagher joke. 
Now, it would would be tougher if it went up the hill. That's right. That would be real skiing. So they um they reference some like it hot. Like the first time you see it, you're like, oh, they're doing some like it hot. And then later they fess up by saying that I'm sick of this some like it hot routine. Well, because it was around the same time, right? Yeah, some like it hot came out. Now I think you wanted bikinis, and you're going to get bikinis right now. At the pool. Great. Is there a song to? Yeah. We're freezing our asses out in the ski lodge. My balls are blues and my nipples tight. Freezing, freezing in the ski lodge. I wasn't off. Lots, lots more by Richie Adams and Larry Kusick. And Frankie Avalon sings it. So how did their universe work? They just break into songs and then they stop and they continue having beers? Right. It's like they just break into song and then they pretend like it wasn't weird. Right. Now, I don't think it's too cold because I'm not seeing too many nipples. Right. Well, you know, there was a censor back there at American International. Uh, Samuel D. Arkoff said, six hard nickels is is our deadline. That's it. That's the red line. Don't cross that. He met three pair, Carl, when he said six. Yeah, I love that dancing. Lots more where that came from. Like you got a. Oh, good. It's easy to dance. You just kind of move your arms around. Nobody applauds. Now, now they're back to uh, the comedy. We're going to learn a lot about Nita. She's from Sweden, Stockholm. Her name's Bobby Shaw, and really, she was in American International Pictures in the 60s. That's Then she went away. All she ever did was um, AIP Pictures. Oh, that's not bad. Is, I like, the, you know, out of all the dancers, I like the, the woman who was grinding her teeth, like kind of had the smirk going on. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that was Linda, our hero. See, I knew it. Mm-hmm. Call him All right, guys, here's what we're going to do. Right. We're going to go swimming outside of ski lodge. Well, now it's we're learning walk. that the boys' instruction is on slope five and the girls' instruction is on lo- slope six. Okay, so this is what they dress up in drag. Uh, they will not do it today. They'll do it tomorrow after they learn how tough it is. Their instructor is like a German ex-Nazi guy. Uh, you'll see. Oh. Oh, well, that's just, well, that was only 20 years. You know, the war only ended 20 years ago. That's right. So. It was fresh and current, yeah. and Nam had not started. Okay, look, you can see right. the, well, we missed it. You could see the shadow of the cameraman. Oh, nice. All we're having here is be- fear stuff. Like we're, they don't know how to ski. They know how to surf, but you know, right. they're afraid they're so high off the ground and you know, they're gonna break their There's legs. No- skiing. They got to use the surfer talk to go skiing. Okay, I see a big Wednesday. I need you to go full gully. Just catch the wave, bro. 
Looks like they know how to ski. Yeah, right. Oh! Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Jesus Christ, how do they get a polar bear in the skis? Animal They're training. dangerous animals, Carl. Oh, but I mean, at what price, Carl? At what price is to be that polar bear's animal trainer? So I mean, you're putting your life in your it's very cause. I went to Alaska and the guy was like, you know, unlike the grizzly bear where you, uh, you know, you can play dead uh, with a don't bother with a polar bear because you'll be dead in a minute. Oh, right. They just go. They they don't buy that possum playing possum shit. Right. Sniff, sniff, sniff. So oh, they're going up the hill. They're running away. They couldn't hire Andy Rooney for this role? Perfect, yeah. Who's in Beach Blanket Babylon? You were mentioning... Okay, now they hear laughing girls. Nikki Rooney. Yeah. Well, they're not hearing it. There it is. Yeah, there you go. She goes, we must be near the Swiss border. Uh, oh, because they're not. Like a... um, they're in Sun Valley, Idaho, is where they are, and they were there for three weeks. To the, and the film gives credit to Idaho's Sawtooth National Forest. That's our location. So, but they... Sun Valley, Idaho. They were at Los Angeles City uh... College for the city stuff, and they'll be at Sorrento Beach in Santa Monica at the end. And that's our locations. But they never say, let's leave the state. No. They just say, we're going on the ski trip. Wow. Now, Frankie Avalon has the idea, yeah. let's be girls. So, something. Yeah, but the thing I don't get is that. Sound like it hot, they had to change dress and drag because the mob was going to kill them. They had to do it for their because their life depended on it. Right. Here they're just creepers. I don't know. You think we can get away with this, Carl? You and me, no. Dress up and drag and walk around the ladies, the ladies' uh, ski lounge. Absolutely not. Not you and me. Maybe we could in in the nineties. Uh, yeah. Right. 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 We, Ten years ago, we would have been ace it. We would have been young enough looking that we could have pulled off a pretty. And it would have saved me 20 years of my life to uh, uh, face my uh, my sexual nature. Right? I would have lived 20 years. They're practicing their girl voices. Oh, right. Are they Buffy and Hildegard? One problem. The hotel for girls. <laughs> They're Jane and Nora. Jane and Nora. Uh, Here we go. <laughs> so their girlfriends, uh, you know, Linda and Barbara are part of Ski Slope 6. And so they're going to kind of get the inside track on their girlfriends. It's kind of, you know, they're going to cheat a little bit. Shall we? To the bat, to the Dynamobile. Oh, that's funny you say that because Barbara was Batgirl, will be Batgirl in the 60s. Look, there's the polar bear. It's amazing. Oh my how God, the trainer, 
whatever they paid her back in 1965, they should have doubled it because to get an actual polar bear yep. to skate down, they're such dangerous creatures. Right, so, right. I mean, yeah. Just to be tame is, is like, enough, but to make them ski? Oh. Can you imagine the person that put those skis on the polar bear? Well, let the trainer train them to put them on himself. That would be really quite it's a trip. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, the ski instructor, Nita, was like, you wait here. And, of course, you know, uh, it, it, this is Jane, by the way, Jane. Uh, Jane is now out of control, um, rolling down the hill. And so they're calling Nita, and, you know, it's going to turn into hilarity as they have to go and get him. Right. Well, because they've never skied before. They're just surfer boys. Right. Exactly. Dressed as women. Exactly. exactly. You've got it. You've got yeah. it. And not in that Detroit. This Detroit. Uh-oh. He could have stopped him. Going down that hill. You want to hear my impression of Kate Bush skiing? Yes, please. I'm skiing down that hill, that valley. <laughs> I guess I don't know that song. Oh, running up that hill. Oh, so I'm like what? one of the young people who listen and go, what the hell are they talking about? Safe Are they still talking? This is some good skiing. Like, this I is know. why I paid money to see some sun skiing. This is bad acting that he's out of control. That's... He's not. They do this when they're on a surfboard. They just have a background of a wave, you know, on a on a screen. And he's like, what the? Yeah. And then they cut to like a real professional. Exactly. And right now he's making a deal with God. Like, if you save me, I promise to say my prayers and brush my teeth. And it's a trap, God. Don't do it. Yeah, right. You can't trust this one. Now, coincidentally, Freddie is skiing along, and Freddie's reading the book Casanova as he skis. See him? Whoa. Well, that's. Yeah. He's such a good skier. And and then Freddie says to himself, what good is a book like this without pictures? That's a great joke, right? Yeah. I would love to see uh, shirtless photos of Casanova. I agree with Freddie. Look like Fabio. We Casanova. Okay, so now oil. bump into Jane. Whoa! And guess what? For the first time with a girl almost ever, Freddie is smitten. He is enchanted by this beautiful woman. He had that lady all over him. I know. I... Well, you know, the, the famous line at the end of... Uh... I sound like it's hot, it's Joey Lewis saying, nobody's perfect. It'd be great if Freddie's just like, yeah, listen, I know you're a drag right off the bat. That's what I'm into, man. That's it. Just want to tell you up front. We skiing is fun to watch. 
Nope. Oh, my God. This guy is head over heels. Now, once again, this is Linda, and she is the star of Gidget Goes Hawaiian. Which I saw. I think it's a good Hawaiian. You it's saw her. Her father's She's Carl Reiner. Yeah. She's great. You know where Gidget got her name? No. In the first Gidget? It's Girl Midget. That's where oh. the surfers started calling her Gidget. Really? Yeah, yeah it was what Moondoggy did. Or do- Moondoggy. And uh, Rex Rocks. <laughs> Rex Rocks. Oh. Okay, this is Dr. Martin Gizzy. And he's letting us know that okay. the Medicare enrollment uh, deadline is days away. So you should call health markets. They're unbiased, and they'll help you sort through all these crazy Medicare plans. But are they automatic? No, that's the thing. They're not automatic, so don't get suckered. you got to learn what's the right plan. Don't shop for yourself. You don't know what you're doing. But you can call health markets. Well, do you think the plan will be right for me? Because I'm looking for better coverage but lower cost. Michael, trust me. And trust Dr. Martin Giza, okay? Call health. He's markets. a paid endorser. Less coverage. I think so they Less. You could choose your own doctor. Well, how much? They must do it at a cost. Oh, no. There's no cost to you. It's just unbiased advice. Health markets. Well, what did they find? Could they find me the right plan? Because mm-hmm. it seems so confusing. This guy tried to shop on his own, and that was exactly his experience. So he called health markets, and bang, 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 it got handled. But you got to call now, Mark. Mike, it's days away. It's days away, the deadline. Oh, I got to, yeah, I'm going to miss that 2060 deadline. Well, let me call H beep, E beep, A beep, L beep, beep, dot. Where's the dot? Beep. Calm, beep, beep, uh, it's ringing. December 7th, Pearl Harbor. I'll dial, uh, finally, Jimmy Dean, this is what I do, I have crusty shit. Oh, Hamilton Beach, whoa, yeah. look at this. I just thought it was a Jimmy Dean commercial, but fuck, I could do the whole thing. But it's gonna five take minutes. me forever. Yeah, ready in five minutes. Really? I can make some atrocity and eat it. You can get a breakfast burrito. I can make an egg omelet. Hamilton Beach. Great. But it only got four and a half star ratings out of five. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what was they? Oh, man. Hey, did I ever tell you the time I took some uh, Araxto and Paraxco? Oh, man. I guess serious. Did you have internal bleeding? I guess it's. Did call the lawyers. Yeah, serious. I had some serious internal bleeding, stroke, and death. Yes. Well, I mean, am I entitled? Only if you had, uh, only if you took Praxa and z- 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 <laughs> Okay, polar bear. Oh, my God. Look polar at- bear. How the hell did they trade yeah, the polar bear to, to give you it like that? About. Kudos. Wow. Hats I mean, I would be scared of my life. Yeah, hats off. Hats off to Dorothy Hamill for doing that, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now we're getting that inside oh, perspective I was telling you about. Yeah. Is that Leslie Gore? Do they no. hang around the musicians? Does James Brown hangs out after a song? No, no, that's Linda, who's Deborah Wally, who was Gidget Goes Hawaiian. 
Okay, perfect. I, you know, I couldn't recognize her with a sweater. If she was wearing a bikini and was in Hawaii, I would have totally remembered. Now, look, she's going to tell girl secrets, but you have to swear you'll never tell a boy ever. Oh, so it's going to be like, I like roses. And then boy him is going to show up with roses. And she's like, how do you know? No, you hear the voiceover? So it's they said, according to the government's, you know, to keep population growth steady, you can't hear what the secrets are. Oh, they're not going to reveal the girl secrets. Right. Oh, the, the movie, the censors of American International... Exactly. Wow, what a wait, zany movie. Is this whole movie is as zany as that? <laughs> so. That's some Will Ferrell shit. <laughs> um, so. They broke the fourth wall, Carl. Offended that Freddie's coming on to her because he knows that Freddie is sweet on Nora. So he's going to. Right. But the truth is, Freddie's just trying to get close to Nora by getting close to Jane. So he shakes his hand and gotcha. hurts him as a punishment. Oh. Girl's playing hard to get. Yeah. Oh, all right, here we go. This is what I've paid money to see. Them singing on a horse ride in That's the winter right. snowland. Oh, giddy up, giddy up. This is Peyton. This is like one song you sing. Gudo and the Four Seasons. Well, I guess it's winter right now. There's only one sleigh bell song, and that's giddy up, giddy up. Right. Sir, it's July. Fuck you. It's, it's a wonderful snow. Blah, 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 blah. Peyton the Town by Why the to... Season. Winter. Yeah, some town. They're painting the town with snow, white. She was Catwoman. She will become Catwoman, not yet. Like, yeah, right, 1966. Catwoman, like Harla Quinn, was never uh, originated from uh, the comics. It came from television. Uh-huh. Harla okay. Quinn was the She's also our, our Star Trek connection, though, because she was that Orion slave girl who was green. Wow, that's a famous one. Yup, that was the pilot. Wow. Right, I remember afterwards, Kurt uh, went to his checklist and checked off Green Girl afterwards, right? No, no, it was like, hey, that list. was Captain Pike. That was Christopher Pike. Oh, that was in the pilot. Right. Yeah. And then Pike said, I am not, uh, I feel uncomfortable hitting on space girls. I... <laughs> I can't imagine seeing myself doing that week after week. I just have to be honest with you, Gene. I just can't see my character doing that. No problem. You're fired. Hey, Pike. You're fired. Bring in Kirk. He was a much better captain anyway. Well, was he really the Kirk? I mean, I've never seen the pilot. I guess I should. Well, what they did with the pilot is they were like, this is so darn good, we can't waste it. So they made a two-part episode in the real, in the series Star Trek, in which it was sort of like a flashback. 
and they used the Oh, you pilot. mean prior to Kirk? They, so was like Sulu still in there? Were there still some like crew members in the pilot yes, that weren't recast? Yes. Oh, and it was still the Enterprise. So it was like, oh, before you came, we also had a very lonely Christmas. I remember it like yesterday. Well, Merry Christmas, Captain Pike. So they had Captain Pike on board and Spock like mutinied and took over the ship and was like taking Pike to this planet. And everyone's like, you're under arrest. We're doing a court martial. And in the court martial, they got to see all the footage of the pilot. That's how they did it. That's oh, I would have preferred if like uh, Kirk got hit in the head and he got amnesia, as, right. as people on television do. And he's like, "I'm Captain Pike," and they're like, "No, why? If you were Captain Pike, it would be something a little like this." So oh, right now, what we're having is more of that trying to get the girl, and they kiss, and she goes, "Now you'll have to marry me," and. You know, do you like me? True. Well, you tell me if you like me first, and that kind of stuff. That's like in that book, Fun Without Sex. Mm-hmm. By Annette Funicello. By, uh, you're not gonna get any. So, Frankie Avalon's in the back, and he's like, be my girl, Linda. Tell me how to win you over. And he's like, a girl won't reveal that to a guy. But a girl will reveal it to the girl. And so that's, they're pretending to be those English girls. And that's sort of like the plot that's going to go away. They'll never follow it through. But that was the plan to learn how to get them through asking them questions oh, as girls. Did you, and obviously, we don't listen to the audio because we're too busy uh, reappropriating social media. But did you say that they are uh, have British accents as girls? Yes. And and instead of saying ta ta, they go two two because they don't un they didn't they don't know any better. That's a funny joke. Right. So saying, yeah, they keep saying honey nut Cheerios. Gotta go. Honey nut Cheerios. Cheerios. Ah, toot toot and honey nut Cheerios. What did he say? He said honey nut Cheerios. He said. <laughs> He's a blatant Oh, by the way, Carl. He's a yank. When you say, he's a yank, he is. When you go to the, safely go to the supermarket, make sure you get Honey Nut Cheerios and not Nut Honey Cheerios, because that Nut Honey is completely <laughs> different. Tastes funny, too. Yeah. Cheerio. Oh, here comes the song. I can tell. Okay, so now we're having a song. They're singing about boys, and they're singing, we'll never change them, right? But the right. truth is, this was written as, I'll never change him, and it was sung by Annette Funicello in Beach Blanket Bingo, but they cut the scene. I thought I recognized the song. No, they cut it. They cut that it. That movie. Well, I've probably seen, I thought I've seen it on DVD. I can't imagine. Oh, well, no, they show it on TCM once in a while on a blue moon. But I, I, I must uh, it must have not been a good DVD had they not had the deleted scene. Well, what American International's Pictures did is, like, they paid money for that song. They Guy Hermick and Jerry Steiner wrote it for them. So since they didn't use that scene, they just put it in this movie. 
Why not? Why not? It's his fuck beach movies. <laughs> now, Jane and Nora come in in the middle of the song. So they start to dance Listen, like fools. <laughs> Girls? Yeah, like... Do they wiggle their hips and smirk? <laughs> By the way, once again, audience, if you see, like, stops and stutters, it's not your YouTube feed and you're out of sync with us. It's cable TV in Michigan. Yeah, we're too lazy to upload our own movies, so we're mooching off of movie time, which probably mooches off of someone else, to be honest. Right. But it's good to have. It's tough. I've been always looking for Beats movies. You know, they, and that's what Cello Avalon did a bunch of them. They even did yes. one in the 80s, which honestly, I never saw it back to the beach, but I should. It has Fishbone and uh, right. Paul Rubin, Pee Wee Herman's in it. Yeah. With, um, but, he you was know, doing, they're, um, they're, the bird is the word. Oh, really? Cool. You didn't see it? You didn't see it? I haven't seen it. Well, um, Pee Wee Herman goes, well, the bird, 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 well, the bird is the word. Oh. Well, I worked at a video store in Montclair in the, in the 85, so I have always seen the display in the box, but I just never uh, got around to seeing it. Hey, you guys, go hot vodka. Hot cocoa. Here's my urine. Still warm. Why would you give us your urine? Oh, God. I just came back from the okay. testing hall, and I've got fresh urine. <laughs> Here's oh, the Dr. Leary. <laughs> this is like a hot, hot ball. They're completely not convincing women just because they have wigs on, you know? They should totally, and they've got makeup too, but they yeah, should, they should totally. totally. Right. Yeah, it's a little. So now, you would, um, you would think. Barbara is telling a story about how Craig was trying to kiss them on his first date. You know, it's like a humiliating story for Craig, and he's got to pretend that it's ha ha ha. So they're just talking about dumb boys and Craig's first date, and then Frankie Avalon whispers in Craig's ear, Boy, that Kinsey was a liar! You know, the sex report. Where's Frankie? Kinsey, Dr. Kinsey. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, yeah, well, that's topical. I didn't get that because it's a 55 year old yeah. reference. Well, it's surprising. Like, they, uh, all that sex, I guess. All the references. So what's going to happen now is they're going to try to leave, but the chaperone, uh, you know, our horn-rimmed glasses guy, locks the door. Good night, ladies, and locks the door. So they're stuck in there. So they break the third wall. He goes. Fourth wall. Fourth wall. He goes. What do we do now? And he goes. Well, what's the average age of our audience? And he goes. Fifteen. He goes. Well, in that case, we leave. Man, I I guess do fifteen year olds watch this? I know fifty one year olds do. If it was twenty one year olds, they would bang all the girls. But it's only fifteen year olds, so we better leave. Right. And then when they show it on Detroit television seventy years later, they'll have like AARP ads in it. Right. But how do you know? Freedom, yeah. Michigan is a big state. 
Well, I mean, like this, I, I, I'm interested in this Detroit. I would love to to learn more, especially this if they're showing just movies like this. Right. Even if this was like ten years ago, that's pretty good. You, you're not gonna have a chance to see a film like this. Because Probably why we have this copy. What's the average age of our audience? Fourth wall broken for the first time. Well, they also had the announcer come in. The narrator. Yeah, I guess that counts. But I mean, you really hate it when the actor does it. And he looks at the camera's eye, uh, you know, looks into the eye of the camera. I... Well, listen, can we, can we table that? Because I want to know more about my Medicare Advantage plan. I need one that is... Not two-in-one and not one-in-one, but something that maybe is all-in-one and has drug money. Also, it's just saving money. Drug money. Well, I drug think what you really oh, want is uh, the free guide. Uh, it's Medicare Advantage Place uh, plan from Humera. Humera. And you can write or call for the free guide. And, Mike, there's no obligation. There's no obligation. But if it's unaffordable and biweekly, it's not really the premium plan I want. They're not going to sell you what you don't need, Mike, okay? The Advantage plan for Humera is tailored to your needs, okay? It's Medicare. It's Medicare. But what should I call? Well, is there an obligation? You should call now. No, there's no obligation. When you should call is now. Or you could TTY 7-Eleven. I like how it says call now, but it's, uh, you know, 9 to 5 p.m. <laughs> Oh, operators are standing by me. Oh. Listen, I just want to see an average Joe. Maybe he works at the fire department, police department. Okay, just so average this is a cop who was 480 pounds, but luckily he got weight loss surgery, uh, and he's down to 200 and something, and he's getting <laughs> lower. Like, he didn't, look, he's going to the kid and not the snack receipt. Right, it's pretty good. Very big change. <laughs> yeah, I'll move it for you. He's uh, I need quarters. The machine took my dollar. There's a cookie stuck in the spiral. I need you to go down and shake the machine for me. Barracks clinics. What a weird task. And it can help you too. Weight loss surgery. Yeah, but it's going to go into, how can I afford my own funeral, though, if I get weight loss surgery as well? Right. If you get the affordable death plan, you can you can afford it. But is there going to be higher biweekly uh, premiums? Uh, no, they'll be lower, and you can stop paying the overpriced uh, funeral expenses insurance you have now. Call Senior Life. Okay, but not if there's a medical plan. Uh, there's no medical, uh, there's no medical, uh, what's it called? There's no medical appointment, no medical check, and you get free magnetic oh. glasses. Oh, that's cool, like super rare. Yeah, if you put on free magnetic glasses, you stare at metal. <laughs> Your eyes are just drawn to the metal in the room. If you put those glasses on and then you check your time, your clock, your watch will go backwards. <laughs> it'll it'll erase your debit cards.
Okay, now Jude, yeah, here he is. the famous voiceover artist, is here again. Let's Rocky Bullwinkle. Yeah. Okay, so what it is is Miss Sally is calling saying that her wigs have been stolen. Okay? And they're hot on the wig market. And we know who stole them, of course. It's, uh, you know, Jane and Nora. It's Craig and Todd. Oh, you, you mean Craig and Todd, yeah. Right. Becoming Jane. Craig and Todd stole them again. Uh-oh, here comes Al Pacino. Better run. What I love about June Ferret, I know I said it before, she made it to 100. She died at 100. That's when you win life. That's when you beat life. Well, she was Smurfette, wasn't she? I mean, she was she was Rocky. She was Smurfette. She uh, was on no. Joe Piscopo's comedy album from the 80s. Yeah, Jane Her Paul, Jane Pallet. Oh, it sounds she like married you know, Gary Trudeau. Right. I mean, I only know her from Disney movies, like being the princesses and Cinderella and stuff. She had a lot of Disney voiceover work. I think she was Smurfette. And there's also Jane, so not to be confused with Jane Pally or the from Good Morning America. This is June Foray. June Foray. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, so today is the last day of the girls' skiing lessons, and they can get over this some like it hot routine, he's saying. Oh, yeah, right. Now, do you remember their plot to make uh um the uh mr what's his name darn it our horned rim get I'm to say, I don't remember it. they want to make him uh cuckoo so he can't chaperone them with the girls um and so he's now doing more like let's drive him crazy why did i lose this guy's name Robert Q. Lewis as Mr. Peevney. Mr. Peevney. Say, would you mail this for me, please? Oh, yeah. Carl, will you stop with the Hiroshi's accent, all right? It's not funny. <laughs> will you mail this for me, please? I will take that as a yes. I'm going crazy. Listen, that's just Jackie Public. No relation to Jackie Public. Mush. That was a good movie. Did you? Mush. What do you want for breakfast? Mush. All the children. By the way, those are fifteen children in fifteen different dogs' uh, outfits for that scene. They oh. couldn't get the polar bear uh, animal trainer. They weren't gidget. So they had to wear costumes. Gotcha. Yeah. Like in Peter. They weren't get there. Was fifteen gidgets. Fifteen gidgets were there. So now Nita. They're asking Nita, like, what's wrong with American girls? And she was like, I was just going to ask you the same thing. They're trying to find out more about girls, like, as if they're girls. And American girls, are they're, they play games and all they do is talk. Not like in Sweden, she's right. flying where we just have sex. Right. Have you seen the Swedish movie? Yeah, well, there's x-rated ones and then there's regular ones now back uh back in our day sweden started it all in the 70s right well there's two famous political films i'm curious orange and i'm curious yellow uh -huh. and there's always like this like a 
appeal of sex. I think one of them was in Taxi Driver. Oh, I forgot the movie that was in Taxi Driver. But it's mostly like, you know, political, uh, topical political uprising in Sweden. So it was, you know, kind of a bait and switch. Oh, yeah. They lured you with the sex. Yeah. They you, baited you. Come, you. you come for the sex, you stay for the politics. So now they've learned they that you uh, Nita has another Swedish friend named Helga who works in town. And so Frankie Avalon, again, he gets a great idea. He says, if we double date with Helga and Nita, our girlfriends will get jealous. And that's Freddie's technique. If the girls want you, then other girls want you. Right. That is a Freddie style. Mm-hmm. So they're, so he goes, okay, we'll go on the date, but I get Nita, not Helga. And he goes, you don't know if Helga could be beautiful. So they ask Nita, what's Helga like? You'll like her. She's a lot of fun. She has a great personality. Nice personality. Yeah. Even in 1965. Okay. So he's going away to come back as Todd in 10 minutes to ask the date. And now we're going to break the fourth wall again. Watch, watch. All right. Look, uh, have a Coke or something. Nothing's going to happen for at least 10 minutes. <laughs> so he told the audience to go <laughs> go get a Coke. But I still did it. But he's wrong that nothing's going to happen because Freddie slinks up on Nora. Suggesting they oh, yeah. a ride together. He said, I gotta go to the theater manager. The movie told me to take over to the concession stand and I missed the most important part. Yes, that's right. The ski the ski hilar the sled hilarity when he's out of control. So he's like buzz off and he goes, I brought you cocoa. And so now Nora is starting to warm up. Never mind that he's a guy, he's starting to warm really? up to uh, Freddie. Frankie. Frank, no, Freddie. Fred. Are you right. mixing character Frankie Freddy. Avalon? Well, I thought the character's name was Frankie, and then I realized it's impossible in a Frankie Avalon movie to have a car other yeah. character other than Frankie named Frankie. So, Nora likes that he got brought Coco. You know, it's all right, I'll go right. on a sleigh ride with you. I mean, a sled ride with you. Bonk. Sure, it's not urine from the last uh, the callback. It's pop. Oh, here you go. Oh, it's not a sled ride. He's cruel to women. No, no, no. He makes a mistake. He's like, oh no. <laughs> but she thinks, or he thinks, that Freddie is on, and he's talking to Freddie, and he litters. I know. I cried. That polar bear is sad. By the way, that polar bear. Big Coke addict, and I'm not talking the beverage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and all that snow. Just like no, in, what was that movie with John Cusack? Better Off Dead. Oh, right. Really? Better Off Dead. What's so the look, street value of this mountain? Frankie's trying to drive him crazy, so Frankie slips a wig on Mr. Peavy's head. That's not his name. Wow. So how many ski movies? I've seen some funny ski movies. There's the the spiritual prequel to Hamburger the movie. There's Hot Dog the movie. Right. There's Ski School one and two with, with Dean Cameron. Uh, I guess uh, 
uh, Better Off Dead is a big uh, yeah, movie. Yeah, that's, that's a, got a ski premise. And yeah, Ham, Ham, Hot Dog the Movie, yeah, that's the cult one you and I saw. Uh, we saw Hamburger the Movie. Uh, what does the oh, no, you're right. we did see... downhill or what was that? Oh, right. We did see that one. We did. It was, uh, yeah, it was some crazy downhill. And South Park made a parody of it. And, yes. Uh, have you seen Force Majeure? This is a film about a family that goes on a ski trip yeah. and suddenly there's an avalanche. It was made into a, a, a Will Ferrell, Julia Louise Dreyfus movie this year. Do you recommend it? I do. I absolutely do. I'm not going to give away the, the ending or the middle, but everyone familiar with the movie knows the, the twist in it, but it's really okay. funny. So Yeah, it's good. It's worth it. So Frankie Avalon slipped the wig on his head, and now he thinks that, he, you know, he keeps having this dream. He tells his psychoanalyst that his mother wishes he was born a girl, and now he's like, I'm a girl! And now he thinks it's catching. He thinks it's contagious. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Is he like uh, DJ or something? Oh, no, right. It's the John Key Public. He yeah, it's... Um... Oh, gosh. Here it is. Robert Q. Lewis as Mr. Peevney. So, oh, look. The polar bear even hands yeah. out hot co cocoa. I would not, he, because then when you drink it, he'll slash you. He's yodeling. I'd check out your ass. Right. He's checking out her ass. Okay, so now it's step one of their plot. On purpose, Frankie is asking questions as if he's a reporter kind of thing for a school newspaper, but it's all so that the girlfriends <laughs> can overhear. Oh, wow. That is some bad journalism. Fake news. Fake news. He's just trying, to, just trying to make his girl jealous. Right. With Kidget. So right now she's saying, was, like, was... like um, we have eight months of night in Sweden. And he's like, what do you do? Do you do this? Do you do that? They say, no, no, no. And the implication is all they do is have sex in the dark. Right. They don't have television. Right. PlayStation wasn't invented back then. Which we know from COVID. But I do now. <laughs> yeah. So oh, there's plenty of things to do in the dark. There's PlayStation. She goes, what, do you, what did you ever see in him? And she goes, I don't know, but I do know now, because now she's starting to, like, want him back. Oh, something. right. It's work. Yeah, that'll be great. Just Plan's working. By the roaring fire. The two of us. He should sing a song. <laughs> uh, we'll be back after this. After There's Sarah this. Michelle Geller. Hi. Oh, it's this, right? Yeah, you probably have to poke your face and stick thing and then brush it, and it's still there. Yeah. Well, my sex cult has come up with a new formula. Oops, I mean mm -hmm. my paid sponsorship. Oh, it's concealer. It's, it's not it's even a, medication. It's a medical concealer. See, if you have a blemish, you put concealer on, but that just makes the blemish worse. I you do. Got more. 
I know. I dust it. I damp it. I brush it. Mm -hmm. So what we got here is a medical concealer. So when you put on the concealer, it's actually healing your blemish. I need to, I need a second opinion. Do you have any outside testimonials? No, it's a commercial. <laughs> well, what about Sarita and Amanda? And, uh... Oh, you're saying? Hey, did you hear the great news itself? Yes. Yeah. They have opinions, and they're all for the medical concealer, the repairing concealer. Well, do I get a free gift at least? Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I got to repair. <laughs> Well, what's Megan's opinion about it? Because I know she was like, she looked pizza face. Oh, that's pizza face. I, I didn't know her name was Mel. Uh... Pizza face frowns and concealer girl smiles. Right. That's before and after. Yeah. God, that's a lot of stuff to put on your face. You ever see the before yeah, and after and it's two. clearly not the same person? Right. Well, it's usually like before, it's like a fat guy waiting for the bus, and then afterwards, it's this buff guy lifting a bus. <laughs> Free shipping. You know, Mike, nothing captures right, a moment like a photo. That's why I use Vistaprint. Oh, here it is. Yeah, so, well, tell me, because I have so many summer memories and awesome adventures and affordable moments that I just don't know how to print them into a card. Mm -hmm. Vista print. That's how I made my Hanukkah cards. Vista print. <laughs> well, yeah, your Arbol True Day card was terrific. Mm -hmm. I, it was a picture of you and a tree. Happy Sukkot. Is it some style, some sizes? Is it some paper stock? Because otherwise... No, it's all paper stock. It's all sizes. All right. All right. Hang on, hang on. I'm an American eligible for Medicare. I need someone calling for oh, my attention. That's good because the deadline yeah, is just days away. Uh, December 6, 2016. Listen, what you should do is you should well, listen to Dr. Martin Giza and call Health Markets. They have unbiased opinion that will help you make the right choice. What's the right plan for you? Well, I do want to update my plans and do it at no cost yeah. or lower my cost. Yeah, call Health Markets. Well, Carl, I'm not doing this if it's automatic. I'm just, that's not planned, it would still rewrite for me. It's not automatic. You've got to make the choice. And how can you with all the complicated Medicare A, B, Q, you should really call uh, health markets and take doctors. What, for dumb biased opinion? Unbi I don't want dumb biased opinion. <laughs> dumb biased opinion. Oh, no, because it says smart, unbiased opinion. Uh huh. Well, if you want, well, can I choose my own adventure? You want it to cover more and cost less. What does uh, an actor say about it? <laughs> yeah, right. Tried shopping on my own. I've got nowhere fast. Health markets takes away the confusion. See, that's the way to go. Are oh. you a dummy? Well, yes. <laughs> Now, I wish these cards. Oh, the delay is December 7th. Because we're about to see James Brown. If we could just fast forward through these commercials. Oh, uh, just come on. I know. Well, this, this uh, again, this is a one hour and 59 minute video. So we will be. Uh, the Pack Show. I couldn't even take my time to say it because I have. 
the part of those that extra minutes at the end is the commercials. Okay, so we'll bail out at them. Yeah. So here we go. All right. Yeah. Now I'm the only person on this whole planet who doesn't like the song "I Feel Good." Right. It would have been nice. He had other songs back then. It would have been nice to see him do another song. But that's a good song. Well, it's his big hit, all... and AIP was very lucky to get it. He had done a movie called The Tammy Show. It's uh, uh, capital T-A-M-I, and I think it's like Teenage America Music oh. uh, International. And it was, uh, it was a closed-circuit live presentation sent through satellite to certain uh, theaters, and it was a live music show. And it ended with James Brown, and it's a phenomenal performance. And he just, you know, he stands apart. Oh, so did his bus break down and he had to go to the ski resort? No, they are the ski patrol, and they just brought back Mr. Mister Peevney. Oh, right. And so they came to get their St. Bernard's refilled the drinks. Oh, yeah. That's his Blues Brothers 2000 as James Brown lit up a uh, movie screen. Now he's introducing the flame Was, by name, Lloyd, Bobby, and Bobby. Nice. Out of sight. Was the flames, uh, that wasn't his big group, right? Yeah. There we go. Wow. So James Brown and the Fabulous Flames was the one who recorded I Got You, which everyone knows as I Feel Good. Oh, it's not called I Feel Good, it's called I Got You? Look at that sweater. I know that. Wow, look. I know, it is, it is sweater, no less. Now, he, James Brown said, I felt like I was in a straitjacket during his appearance here. I don't know why he says that. Like, he didn't well, the, the enjoy ski party is more segregated than the gray. The ski party is more segregated than the Greyhound bus ride over, that's for sure. Yeah, part of the, the implied joke here was that, like, they're an all black ski can, ski patrol, you know, in this white bread resort. Oh. But he didn't. Just happened to be James Brown the plane. Now, James Brown Brown never split his pants before when he did his, you know, his his signature split at the end of songs. Yeah. But he he splits his pants when he does it. Wow. Yeah. That's because American International pants are so cheap. Yes. AIPs? American International pants? Picture I just pants. think the song is so quirky and jerky. I feel good. And it's a well, horrible I'm... saxophone player. Is this, uh, is this not the version that's embedded in my head? This is the like famous version on, of the radio, yes. I got you. Jerky. Listen to the sax, Mike. Oh, they're leaving. You but hate that, huh? It's like a one minute 45 version, a 45 second version, and we're about to see him split his pants, but he plays it off like it didn't even happen. But it was in his memoirs. Bop, 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 rip. Bop, bop, rip. 
Does he go to James Brown? Uh, it just uh, happened. Oh, man. East well, I'll be honest. My computer crashed on me. Did it? Should I pause? Yeah, go ahead and pause. All right. I'm just waiting for it to... I'm, I just turned on the browser. Sorry, audience. We're going to take a breather from James right, Brown. It's the worst when we... James... Yeah, it's just, you know, Mutiny Radio Studio. Where, where are you at, Carl? Okay, one minute. I mean, an hour... Thir- an hour, 13 minutes, and 23. 13.23, I'm at. Okay, perfect. You have to count me up. Okay, sounds good. Rip his pants. So good. Gonna rip my pants. Count me up now. Okay, hang on a sec. Gonna rip those pants. Oh, oh, and the snow went in his balls. All right, I'm at 17, 18, 19, 20, 3, 2, 1, go. They're having a, a post James Brown beach party, a uh, right. tea party. Playing cards. You know, I just read that the NBA passed out new rules for the, uh, their players, and they said during practice, if you play playing cards, you need to dispose the deck after every game. Really? Yeah, for COVID. You can't, you can't use the same playing, deck of playing cards twice. So, Freddie is upset because Nora's lost in the wilderness. You know, he let, him go, he let her go on the sled. And then um, Barbara is very mad because Craig disappeared for 20 hours Nobody saw him, and Nora was going in and out of his room. Clearly, he's with Nora. Oh, right. So he's, she's huffing off. And Freddy is jealous. Wow, Freddy's head over heels over Nora. Yes. So now Freddy gets a great idea. He knows that these guys have no guts. They haven't skied once. So he challenges them to a ski jump. And Frankie Avalon will do it to impress Nita, which is not. See, Nita offers, if you win, we'll play the American game, spin the bottle. And then Frankie Avalon breaks the fourth wall and says to the audience, well, this is an American film. Maybe they just ran. Well, I mean, you know what? I, I like Breaking the Fourth Wall. I'm a you big fan of Hope and Crosby. Cos- yeah, like the Road 2 movies with Bob Hope, and they're all like, the fish got 15 lines, and me, just two. There was a scene where uh, 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 they're fishing, uh, <laughs> Bing is fishing, and then uh, Bob goes in the boat, and the fish, uh, fish pops up and says a joke. And then later in the movie, the, a polar bear chases Bob. This is in Road to Utopia. And uh, after the chase, the bear shows the camera and goes, the fish got a line, but I don't. So, okay, listen, I've oh. watched movies with you every single week for four years or right. something. And you always, when they break the fourth wall, you go, oh, my God, this film isn't grounded. No, but it, and you complain about no, it. No, but it wouldn't. You're switching. I know, but they do. They, the way they break the wall is that they go. They give a look like, "Can you believe it?" Look, 
Like, yeah. and unless you're Bugs Bunny or Eddie Murphy in Trading Places, it just doesn't work. Ah, you know? that's why. Like, you're not Bugs Bunny. You're not you're not Eddie Murphy. You know how Eddie will look into the camera like you know, pork bellies come from pigs, and he gives a look to the camera. Right. It's, it works, you know, and it's and it's held in. But if fucking Richard Grieco does it or Dwayne Hickman, it doesn't really work for me. <laughs> okay. I, I, I consider lazy writing. You know, I, I'm all for the meta joke myself, but you know. So now Frankie Avalon has been roped into a ski jump, but that's okay. He's come up with a great plan. They have this weather balloon that goes up every night. So Dwayne has agreed to, well, not Dwayne, it's Craig, has agreed to steal the helium tank. That doesn't make any sense. And Frankie Avalon is in a wetsuit. Now, was Frankie Avalon part of the Disney clubhouse? Because I know Annette Finicello was a musketeer. You mean uh, the he was too, Mouse right? Club? I don't think so. I don't think so. Annette was a musketeer. You're right. Yeah. Ah, finally some commercials. Yeah. And the first one is the greatest one. It's Edible Arrangements. Oh, you, well, I was going to send you an Edible Arrangement to thank you for that business meeting. Thanks, Mike. Well, hey, happy seasons to you and the rest of your department. So I had a meeting with Verizon, and they sent me, um, like, Verizon-themed pens for my office. But I thought it was an edible arrangement, and I was chewing ink. Horrible. <laughs> you were eating the pens. So embarrassed in front oh, of the boss. He's like, what are you doing? I said, these, I got these pretzel sticks from Verizon. She goes, those are pens! Those pretzel sticks. So embarrassing. covered in chocolate. <laughs> oh, this one has red jelly. They keep pitching this affordable death plan. Haven't those people died yet? Get their magnetic reading glasses? Enough already. Soon you don't have to look that direction or look out the window. All right, let me tell you something about this movie because uh, we have to watch these stupid commercials. Um, oh. Okay, Gene Corman was the producer, and he is the younger brother of Roger Corman. Oh, wow. Oh, who worked with Corman, too. Right. So, uh, let's see. This uh, James H. Nicholson and Sam Arcroft saw this movie right. called Girls on the Beach, and Gene Corman was its producer, so they hired him, and they knew Roger Corman, of course. Uh, and Corman hired Alan Rifkin, the director, who's all about TV, and Robert Kaufman was a writer for TV. So Hickman says that... D Dwayne Hickman says he hit it off immediately with Frankie Avalon, and they decided that they should play the characters like Hope and Crosby, like Frankie would be Crosby. Right. A smart... Like those movies I'm talking about. Right, and Hope would be the bumbler. And they ought to added a lot of physical stuff with helped them, not very imaginative script, he claims. Well, they went so like... They were making movies like twice a year. I mean, it was worse than Marvel movies. They were just cranking them out. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't hard to make, right? Yeah. So in 65, in March, it's one week into filming, and AIP were so happy with the rushes that they announced that um, Kaufman and Cor Corman 
and Rafkin would make a movie called Cruise Party starring these two guys immediately after. And we'll see in the end credits upcoming Cruise Party movie. But because the film bombed, <laughs> they, they said, screw it, we're not doing it. And then that movie became Boat Trip years later. What? Gold, you mean Gold Foot? No, no. Did you ever see the Horatio Sands movie uh, Boat Party with Cuba Gooding Jr.? Maybe. Where they, 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 they wind up on a gay cruise? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Roger Moore's in it. Tell me more. So, well, I think I told as much as I need to say. They wind up on a gay cruise, so they have to pretend they're gay. I think I did see that film, but I just, that's the premise I remember, not anything about the yeah. film and Roger Moore. Yeah, you know, Roger Moore's in it, and uh, I don't know. I've seen that movie so many times, I don't even remember it. So they got turned off because the film tanked and they're like, forget it, we're not making it. But then like months later they had a they changed had a change of heart and they made that Dr. Goldfoot and the bikini machine with them. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. That's an insane movie, and I think there's a sequel. It's like you ever see uh, Austin Powers of the Fembots? That's basically yes. the bikini machine. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, so he creates these fembots in bikinis. So now it's time for the jump, and here goes uh, Freddy, who's excellent at it, and everyone loves it. Da, 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 da. What was the Wild World of Sports theme song? Yeah, it wasn't that. That was uh, the Wildlife Show. That was Mutual of Omaha. Yeah, right. I get the two mixed up. So Dr. Um, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Penvy here now Penvy. announces Frankie Avalon who you know they're scared because it's his first time ever jumping. But you and I know he has a helium tank. Right, he sounds like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah. Frankie Avalon. Remember the Roxy Music song, Avalon? No. I remember Roxy Music. Avalon. Okay, here comes you the remember jump. The movie? And he pulls the cord. And it's working! Hey. Everything's perfect. Nothing can go wrong. Wow, that must have spent how much money they spent on special effects for that one. They're blowing air in his suit, I guess. So now they say he's floating. So he went to jump and floated away. And he's smiling like it's a success. So now but wait, is he gonna ever... saying, he's so fat. How did he get so fat? And Dwayne's going, well, he had a big breakfast, you know. <laughs> so now he can't release it. Like he keeps on getting higher. I mean, look how high he is. He's clearly going to die. Right. So Dwayne is like, pull the rip. No one's depressed. And he's like, I can't find it. But, but no one else is noticing this. Craig's not going to take this lightly. You know, he wants to action. And so uh, Mr. Pevney's like, well, we'll probably scramble jet fighters and fight, fi shoot them down. So 
Craig's going to do it on his own. He shoots Frankie? Yeah, he pops a hole in his balloon. Whoa, popped! Wow. He's blowing. Oh my it's God, this movie's, this movie's so stupid. It's hilarity. Well, it answers the question, what would happen if I shot Frankie Avalon? <laughs> well, Frankie Avalon just now broke his leg. Oh, thank God that's all it was. He goes, it's broken. Okay. So he pulls out a broken ski and goes, you're right, it's broken. Okay, so right now he's in the infirmary and he's like, I have a date tonight. Can you just put a Band-Aid on it and I'll come back tomorrow? <laughs> These guys, boys will be boys. See, Nita promised him spin the bottle. Oh, so he wants to get, yeah. So he's got this huge cast and he's still going on the date. And, you he know, can't... Craig is like, you're crazy. Don't do that. So he goes, hey, make it spin the bottle with a broken leg. You can. Your cast gets in the way. You, you kiss with the lips, not the. Uh, they're going to find yeah, a way. Your legs on the ground. All right. So he's like, make sure you call Linda 10 minutes after I leave and let her know where I'm going. Because that's their big plot. Right. So he calls up and asks to speak to Barbara and does let it know be known where, where uh, Frankie Avalon's going. But Barbara doesn't want to talk to her. She's mad. And so he decides he's still going on a date and he calls Freddie. <laughs> no, she's here. That's cute. Get lost. I'm Catwoman. Get lost. Catwoman was great. She had a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, Dad, I respect you. Fuck, I could do this shit myself. Right. Just like, like father of a kick That's right. Right. Uh, uh, Hit Girl's dad was a cop. Right. Yeah. So, and uh, so in order to his call dad was Freddy, right? He has to get into character, so he puts on his wig. Yeah. <laughs> now, Frankie Avalon is really struggling. Todd is really struggling, but he's going on this date, damn it. So he's so struggling that a scary polar bear shows up and he's like, get out of here. <laughs> oh, this polar bear. Does the polar bear find love? Give me your Coca-Cola. I want your Coca-Cola. <laughs> That's right, the Coke ad. Bye. He's all like, bye, polar bear. Yeah, I get it. Bye. Bye, polar bear. Bye, polar bear. So now Frankie Avalon's in for a, for a rude awakening because he's here to see a Swedish girl, but she's like, 
I want to be like an American girl tonight. Talk to me. Bring me candy. Then we will talk and hold hands and talk and maybe kiss on the cheek. So it's very frustrating for Frankie, who was about to score, he thought. Yeah. He's all walking on his broken leg to get there. Right. Struggled. He's using a tripod. He's sick. I'll get here. Why am I doing this? Tripod. Tripod. So she goes, we can talk, then hold hands, then kiss on the cheek. And then she goes, what comes next? And Frankie Avalon goes, I don't know. I never got that far. <laughs> Good joke. Here it is. This is not comfortable seats. That girl. Here it is. <laughs> so wow. now it's the next A lot of like sitcom swipes. At, or now it's later that night, and here comes Craig, here comes Nora, and she's in love. She's in love. Her and Freddie, Freddie they're sense. pinned. Freddie gave his fraternity pin. That's so, that's so sweet. This movie's taking a turn for the better. Yeah, very funny. Yeah, right. So he's like, but you're a boy, and he's a boy. And he goes, well, we'll work it out. So he's like, you have gone cuckoo. Uh, we're leaving now. So he goes to leave, but <laughs> Freddy's outside the door, banging on the door, because because. Todd is in there. What are you doing in there? Oh, there we go. And Nora loves it. He's like, he's so jealous. No boy was ever that nice. Oh, to right. <laughs> <laughs> and he has to carry the luggage because, as you mentioned, there's no rollers. Right. Exactly. They didn't think anything of it because they didn't know any better. You just can't. Yeah, they would walk down the corridor and not make a big fucking deal about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nowadays, you got to like roller. Ugh, don't get me started. Wow, he has a broken leg and they're walking on the ledge. Yeah, well, it's it's a script. Even if something like it hot, they didn't have so much peril. Now we're going to meet a taxi driver and his name's Dick Miller. And he was in, you know him. Dick Miller. Yes. Yeah, of course. And we saw him in Mr. No, Mr. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff in tons of corners. He was in yeah. a million. Uh, he settled in Los Angeles in the 50s, and he just got noticed by Roger Corman, who cast him in most, seriously, most of his low-budget films. Well, you know, he was a, a good luck charm for Joe Dante. John Dante would cast him in all his movies. Uh -huh. So if you would see, like, for seven seconds of movies, because he was in Gremlins, notably, but he shows up in a bunch of his films. Just gives him, you know, a, a cameo role. Yeah, and... Uh, the jackpot, 20 years in Corman films. 
Well, Bucket of Blood is a great movie. He plays this, like, beatnik painter who has, like, no inspiration, kills people by mistake, and then puts them in sculptures. Puts them in it? Because of the hit. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, like, he paper machets the dead bodies. Isn't there a smell? You no, know, he plasters. No, not this. Well, no, he gets away with it until the end, but it's it's a really funny movie. It's kind of, he's a beatnik. Okay, now this is really interesting. Here's Mr. Peevney, uh, and he's like, follow that taxi, and he forces Peevney to do it. But the thing is, why does he need Peevney? Why doesn't he just take the motorcycle? Right. Oh, why is he in there? This is tormenting the guy. Now, this is weird, too. Everybody sees them all running off. So they said, quick, get on the bus. It doesn't make any sense. Why do they need to follow? They don't need to follow. It doesn't make sense. Now, this movie has had a plot the whole way through, and it has made sense the whole way through. But now, like Michael always says, it's no longer grounded. It isn't making sense. Yeah. I just need a better way to make an egg, uh, egg McMuffin. Oh, you do? Well, then Hamilton Beach is for you. Is this what they do in New Jersey? If I went to a uh, grill, and they're like, can I get a, a, a Taylor Ham egg sandwich, please? Yeah, and Taylor like, Ham yeah, egg and cheese. You don't have that. Get the Hamilton Beach ready. There you go. Get oh, the Taylor Hamilton Jersey Beach fair. ready. Taylor Hamilton. I miss Taylor Ham, absolutely. It, it, I don't understand the rest of the world doesn't have it. It's it's really, I mean, it's akin to a hot dog, you know. I mean, it's it's processed meat, and it's the worst part of the uh, pig. And then they put in that um, tangy stuff. You know what I mean? They trick yeah. us into thinking it's good. Uh, and I'm tricked. I love it. Well, you can buy it in a supermarket. You just got to know the trick. You got to cut like a little radius or whatever so it doesn't like curl up when you Wait, cook it. Wait, in San Francisco you can buy it? I buy like, it doesn't say Taylor ham on it, but it's like, you know, Canadian ham. Like, isn't that the same? No, Canadian no. bacon is really luncheon meat in a circle. I mean, Mike, you're from Jersey, but I guess that doesn't mean you know Taylor ham real well. Um, no, I, I do know Taylor ham. Yeah, I used to go to Dizzy Bee Diner. Okay, okay. So it's, uh, yeah, it's like, well, I already said, it's like processed meat with the, I love it. I love it. And it's not Canadian bacon. So you can't get it in California, right? I mean, why should that only be in It's Jersey? not really. Yeah, it's not really uh, out there. Okay. I don't know. Here. There's some other stuff. I mean. Heat of the, the night. Heat of the night. Yeah, yeah with Archie Bunker. And not and Howard E. Jr. Yeah, not Sydney. Look at that Quantier. Sunday, four hours. Jesus Christ, four hours. Of it. Well, was it like uh, those characters hated each other in the movie? Well, it was Sydney like Connor's character. Yeah, they did hate each. Well, they didn't. They grew to like each other, but for most of the film, yeah, they were had a rivalry. Wow, this channel plays four hours of the heat of the night on Sundays. How did they even get this movie? It's a marathon. They must have pulled it like, well, we only played the Heat of the Night uh, mini marathons, followed by Designing Women all night. Yeah, right. So they play the Heat of the Night at night. Oh, yeah. 
and not too late. They stop at 10, so you can get a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, they know their demographics. Right. Black Friday. Dinner at 5 p.m. this must have been before. Going to sleep at 10. From these commercials, I'm assuming this, ha- this uh, aired in November of 2016, prior to Black Friday. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, well, I mean, the December, I think it was December, because they're like, the deadline's on December 7th, and it's days away. And for some reason, this well, we channel is Friday, all about yeah. old people. Yeah, well, I mean, old people are going to watch Ski Party in the, in the heat of the night. I guess so. Listen, I would probably think they're showing the movie to, to, uh, twice in a row if I found out it was four hours of it. So now Craig is like, I'm just kidding. I was just kidding. I'm not in love with him. Let's go back. And Frankie Avalon is like, not as long as those guys are following us. And now Barbara and Linda are having like a heart to heart and they realize they love the boys and it's their fault they got pushed away. You know, every time he went to kiss her, she just made him feel like a fool. So they're regretting. Right. She doesn't now she doesn't feel like laughing at him. And okay, so now Dick yeah, Miller is Dick Miller. Right. He's he's they're they're gonna owe him five hundred and eighty dollars, which they don't have. That is some cab ride. Must be surging, right? Must be called during surge. I'll drive. The fare it's up to four hundred and seventy five bucks. And they have oh, no come on, money. that's not fair. Ah, that is fair. <laughs> okay. So that's when there's some big event and we don't see it. We see the aftermath. And we're going to get another one of those uh, scenes. I got to use the bathroom. <laughs> I got to jerk this guy off in a glory hole. Jerk him off. I'm it's sorry. Uh, I'm 6 a.m. and they need gas real bad or she, he's going to lose them. Uh, it's Arnold uh, Stank from It's a Madman World. Right. I'm, oh, yeah, they didn't show him get beat up. Right, and where's his one room Batman effect. I'm late for Let's Make a Deal. Right. So he's basically, they couldn't afford Gary Owens. This is prior to right, some enough. game show life. Oh, wow. I'm going to be a big star. They took a Greyhound from California to Utah. What's that? They were in Indy. What's that? About Utah? They took a Greyhound from California. Yeah, to Indiana, I guess. Right, right. Where's the locations? Where's the locations? It was Indiana, right? Here it is. Yeah. No, it was Idaho, Sun Valley, Idaho. Idaho. Um, so, yeah. So they show up and uh, Dick Miller's like, hey, the Pacific Ocean. And the other two are, you know, like, oh, is it still there? I mean, it's their neighborhood, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks a little different. I have, I have driven by this area. It didn't move. Is this Ventura Highway, I guess? Yeah, I guess. 
It's so strange, Carl, because we, as you said, we grew up in New Jersey, and I don't remember Taylor Ham, but uh, I do know that when you watch movies, especially movies in California, it creates this universe of wow, this must be what California is like. Uh-huh. You surf during the day and then drive up to the mountains and ski at night. It's like uh, people who've lived here all their lives and they've never gone to Empire State Building or Statue of Liberty. Why would they? You know, that's something yeah. for the tourists. Yeah, like it never crosses your mind. Wow, it's so beautiful. I, I think I've been to this. I mean, it looks familiar. So he's like, what do I, I do with my girl clothes? And he goes, take them off and throw them on the beach. That's what he says because yeah, it's set so crazy up for guy. later. Just litter, right? You don't think Moon Doggy from Get It is living homeless underneath a? Uh, he'll be happy for clothes. Very possible, and he will be happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just shooting up underneath the pier. Oh, so oh, doesn't wear. It happens. Gidget goes to joke. <laughs> Gidget rides the horse. <laughs> there was Gidget. It was Gidget Goes from Rome, I guess it was the name. Gidget Goes Hawaiian. Hawaiian and then Rome. And then there was a TV series with Sally Field. Right, right, yeah. Oh, I hate getting off the Greyhound. So wait for all these sexy women to walk off first. It doesn't make sense why these guys chased them all home. It doesn't make sense, but... But it's just sort of like they're they arriving a big and they're right. happy to do it. Here they are again. Yeah. We're back in the beach and we got – see, that's the thing about the ski houses that you got to wait for the ski guards to come in to sing a number. Yeah. But on the beach, you know, there's rockers doing... happen to be rocking out. Yeah. This is the Hondells. Yeah. They sang our opening song, and now they're singing the closing track called The Gasser. <laughs> And they're on Serenity we hate Beach, Santa Monica. We'll never ski again. <laughs> surfing's up our alley. Surfing's in our blood. Surfing, surfing, surfing. But skiing. skiing. Surfing, surfing, surfing. <laughs> never gonna, never gonna ski again. And... Gonna surf with my honey. Never gonna, never gonna ski again. Screw that shit. Screw, screw that shit. <laughs> Ski with my enemy, surf with my girl. <laughs> Skis for our losers. Skis for our losers. You can't see the bikini. <laughs> they know one dance number. They know it well. Oh, she's slamming that hip. They're just dancing. Yeah, surf, surf, surf. You can't do this in a ski lounge. There's no room to like show up. Can't dance with that. Funky chicken. I hope they get married afterwards. She's great. <laughs> she would be an idiot not to marry, propose right now. Hey, my turn. They're killing time right now. The film's wrapping up. Oh. See, you don't have room in an indoor ski lounge to run up in front of the couple and start dancing in front of them. Exactly right. Yeah. You need a beach and a band. Fuck skiing. Now, this film is at an hour 43, and I'm not sure how much okay. time we took in the beginning, 
But uh, as soon as the credits start rolling, we better wrap up. I don't. I, we got to be. That's good. Two Fair hours. enough. Well, if, for those who are interested to know what happens after the credit, there's a, a free brochure on reverse mortgages. There's no free obligation. brochure on just no obligation at a very little cost. And, and it's a plan. You can find what plan is right for you. Affordable just, rates. You can call anytime, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah, Monday to Friday, 5 p, uh, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. So now you can lower your cost. Bears her soul. Let them watch the commercials after. So Linda bears her soul. You know, I missed you and everything. And Frankie says, look, it was all a ruse. It was all a ruse. We were girls. And but it got got into a lot of trouble. I broke my leg trying to impress you. Freddie fell in love with Nora, all this trouble. And she's like, you did that all for me? Yeah. Oh, that saxophone you hate is playing in the background. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I like with the saxophone. With Smith and the band. No, no. James Brown, it goes honk, 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 honk. Honk. That song is terrible. Why do people like that song? Well, I'll hold you in my arms. It's so jerky and quirky and awkward. It isn't smooth and jazzy and bluesy like so much James Brown is. I, I was, but you know, that song I've heard a hundred million times. Yeah. No disrespect to James Brown. I just heard that song a hundred million times. So any variation, any earlier version, any movie version. Right. I, you know, I will soak up like a sponge. <laughs> he has so many great songs and it just happened to be the one overplayed song. Right. And it's not really over. I don't think that uh, Living in America is probably more overplayed for me. You know, mm-hmm. we've had so good. Living or I got this in the classic. Right. Wow. Oh, Does he show up in Rocky Ford sings that song, right? I don't remember. I saw Rocky Ford. All right. Okay, wait. This is funny. Wait. Direct TV. But it's yesterday's technology. If you, oh, yeah, water won't stop it. You'll still, wind blows, you'll still get your all uh, in the snow tonight. You know what it reminds me of is that whatever uh, digital uh, cable they got, they probably preempt other commercials and play their own Infinity commercials on it. Have you ever noticed that? Like, if you get, like, a dish, DirecTV will, like, put their own commercials over the really? commercial break. So, so it's like Nutrisystem. Every channel has a Nutrisystem commercial. And Interesting. Like, that's bullshit. Or they'll have a commercial about how DirecTV is better than cable. And it's like, that's interesting, you know. Why are you – why hey, do they you do that? Like, you we have cable, and there's always the cable commercials. Why would you tell me I already have cable? You know what I mean? Why would you well, tell dish person dish is better? Well, because it's like that AT&T rule about advertising. Like, they would advertise a million dollars a day worth of advertising, but everyone has AT&T. Yeah. It's just to say we're in the game. You know, there's only one thing, and that is cable TV. And every day you see an ad for it. And also, there's a lot of ads that, you know, instead of having a portable life plan, they could just slap their commercial on it. Right. Crazy 88. Hey, um, Joey, Joey, I'm Joey 88. $88 down, $88 a month. Wow. And we have 88 at our 1-800 number. 
I'm going to call up crazy88auto.com right now. Beep, boop, boop, oh, yeah. beep, beep, dot com. 888 is a toll-free number. Why wouldn't they choose 888? Yeah, or 866. That's crazy. Are they on Highway 88 off of this Detroit? Oh, check this out since we're about to leave. Dell Comics yeah. published a 12-cent comic book version of Ski Party in conjunction with the movie's release. Oh, I want to check that out. I bet it's on the Internet Archive. Oh, that'd be cool. I bet it'd be like Dwayne Hickman, probably illustrated, right? Oh, have like four panels with a song. This film tanked, right? It didn't do well. But yeah. for some reason, Columbia Pictures and Universal Studios Pictures... They made their own snowbound versions of beach party films. Columbia's Winter Agogo was released four months later, and Universal's Wild Wild Winter was released in January of the next year, which is six months later. So even though I guess they thought it was going to be a hit while it was getting filmed, and they filmed their own, I guess. That was the trend. We've had enough of the beach, so how can we do the same thing somewhere else? Right, you make a ski. It's a perfect switch, you know. You know how, like, Marvel movies, the second one, they're like, it's everything depressing. They're like, now it's everything snow. <laughs> so I put into YouTube search when you told me about this film, Ski Party, but I put in 1964 by mistake. And I just clicked on the first link and I began to watch this Muscle Beach movie thinking it was Ski Party and they were going to leave there and go to the beach. Don Rickles was in it. And <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, this rich lady comes on a boat and takes these muscle, this muscle man who you know from Hawaii Five-0 to the boat by chopper. And I just started realizing I'm 20 minutes into this film. And we still haven't gone to skiing. Something must be wrong. And I looked at the title and I was like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so I wasted a bunch of Was it Beach Blanket Babble? Well, that, it's not much time if you get another Don Rickles in it. Well, Don Rickles wasn't you, doing uh... Rickles' insult humor. He was acting, you know. And um, yeah. Buddy Hackett was the, uh, the rich woman's uh, uh, like number one. And arranging stuff for him, and he was pretty funny. That's pretty cool. Well, I guess, but I quit after uh, 30 minutes. I was like, I mean, I got research to do. I can't be watching beach films. Yeah. Listen, I can't enjoy this for fun. Was in it. Well, I'm going to go check out Muscle Beach then, because I want to see it. Yeah, what was it called? I'll look in my history here. As we're waiting for the last... This is going to end now, and we just have to get through these commercials. I know. I'm so tired of Oxmo Tax. I don't even want to deal. Yay. Um, it's a called great house Muscle party. Beach Party, 1964. All right. I'm going to watch it in my free time. If I, if I don't leave the house today. Okay. Freddie shows up now, and all he wants to know is where the hell is Nora. That's all he wants. Oh, my God. They... This guy ran from fucking Oklahoma over there. It's insane. Idaho, Sun Valley, Idaho, we learned. That is a long gray house. Hey, guys, have you seen a girl on the beach? I'm looking for a girl on the beach. 
He's got mod hair. Now, Mike, as wow. you know, we're doing the switcheroo next time. Okay. Yes, I, oh, I know, but hey, well, let's wait till this movie ends and we'll let the audience I'm worried, know. though. We're at 152. Do you think we spent... Okay. okay. All right, so... Yeah, we're all right. No, no, no. Let's go ahead. Let's bring it up now. Look, this movie 